Hello and welcome to the Snap UK podcast, your weekly review of all things NFL by those in the know on this side of the pond. My name is Johnny Frash and this week on the pod we are encamped at Fourth and Inch's house. With me on today's show, Jimmy G, Griff and Man of the House himself. Championship weekend has been and gone and in its wake a trail of tears for some, a jamboree of jubilation for others. So uh, let's get into it. Diving into the earlier of the two matchups, the AFC Championship, which pitted Andy Reid's Chiefs against Mike Vrabel's Titans with a trip to Miami at stake. So it ended Titans 24, Chiefs 35. Who wants, who wants to go first? Actually, before we start, I just want to congratulate Johnny Frash for reading that word for word, probably for the first time this season. And, and getting through the phrase, yeah. <laughs> jamboree of jubilation. Thank you. And the trail of tears when you're talking about the Chiefs, that's insensitive, surely. <laughs> it, may or may, it may or may not have been put in there deliberately. <laughs> um, yeah, moving on. They did all right. So that, that was the idea of the trail of tears. Yeah. Well, you know, nobody is suggesting that, that Kansas City is being sent to live on some sort of restricted zone we should move on we, we really have to you didn't need to bring that up right so we quickly <laughs> wrote it in. <laughs> but it was it was a, like to sneak it in you didn't have to highlight it don had just run through that perfectly well and and rightly is congratulated right so these teams coming in we've got the uh, the tale of the Tannehill ascendancy uh yeah you know taking over from mariota in week five week six week five i think yeah, it was uh, week five, so there were two and two when he took over. Okay. Right? And uh, and then only losing once, I think, uh, after he came in, maybe twice. They were superb uh, once Tannehill came in. Yep. And by having a quarterback who could play, they freed up Derrick Henry to rush for a million a yards. yards. Yeah. yeah. 785 yards in the last three games. Yep. Something like that. Let's not worry about the last game he's played, though. Well... We'll get, get to that in a second. Uh, and on the other side of this particular bill, uh, Patrick Mahomes fully fit at last after a restricted last four or five games where he wasn't running around. Uh, we, there wasn't much mention of my boy Matt Moore, who uh, we'll be getting to, is going to be in the Super Bowl. Just saying. Oh, God. <laughs> did did uh, help Kansas City get to this position. Uh, yes, so he did. Looking forward he to made, that. He, made, he had a couple of games. He did. And I, I now have something in the Super Bowl. Excellent stuff. So... Uh, with that very brief recap over, where do we start with this one? Uh, We've got to start. Yeah. Where, uh, once again, the Chiefs were slow. Slow is a way of putting it. They were 10 nothing and 17-7 down in this yeah. game. I mean, I think they respect the Titans enough not to give them 24 points straight off the, off the bounce. So yeah, they, yeah. they only give them 10 points this this time. And then they, then they set to work. And I thought... After they got over that initial hump, they were pretty much imperious. I mean, 35-24, that that's, that's a scoreline that probably sounds closer than it should be. Yeah, it wasn't that close once the Chiefs got going. Um, <laughs> it was it was the Patrick Mahomes show. And rightly so. For the first time in, in I would say, six weeks, he looked at full pace. Uh, and when he put the, the Chiefs up just before halftime, we were discussing before we started with the uh, dancing touchdown where he ran round four defenders, I think. At Through least. two, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and basically didn't get tackled. And that killed it for the Titans because they have prided themselves on absolutely following Vrabel's example and just nailing people 
especially in the secondary, and he just danced through them like they weren't there. They were too busy trying to punch it out, weren't they? Like, but they should have just been tackling. They should instead of yeah, yeah. Let's get the fundamentals done yeah. first. I think some of that is down to the fact that they don't do as much tackling in practice as they once did, just because they're restricted in terms of a. Well, they don't want to kill each other, um, and b. They don't have as much time to practice anyway. But yeah, I mean. We, we talked about it earlier. If if the Chiefs go on to win the Super Bowl in America's game in the following year, this is going to be the moment that they'll talk about probably for about five minutes on that program. And Patrick Mahomes will be hailed as the next kind of Steve Young. Or, you know, if this was Lamar Jackson, they'd be would be singing about this as, as much, if not more, than we are as it's Patrick Mahomes. He is a dual threat quarterback. He, he did use his legs last year. He's not used them this year because he's been injured. And this is the first time, well, the last two games now, he's run for 50 yards. He's been his team's leading leading rusher. He's the dual threat quarterback that does it the right way around. It's yeah, pass first, exactly. run second, yeah. not like Lamar that's run first, pass yeah. second. I think the, the most interesting thing with Mahomes, like if you watch him, he doesn't actually stop moving in the pocket. You know, players like Breeze or, and Brady, they sit in the pocket, they're not, I mean, they're not completely statues, not still, but he bounces around. He's on one leg or two legs, moving around, consistently looking for like that next pass, pass opportunity. Sometimes it's there and he flings it, uh, flings the ball and it goes 60 yards to Sammy Watkins. Other times it's not there and he, he takes the run. I wish I that the Giants had a quarterback that was as good off their back foot and on one leg or with, you know, throwing it, no luck, yeah. as Mahomes, you know, is. As anyone else is doing it, you know, from the from the right fundamentals. But we we yes. saw the special skills like last year as well. I remember that game against the Broncos where he he was getting tackled by Von Miller. He moved the ball from his right hand to his yeah. left hand and then threw it all before he'd, he'd hit the deck. It was amazing. That's the type of skill he is. He's. I said to a Bears friend after this game, I was like, "Do you remember when the 49ers and the Bears both passed up on Patrick Mahomes in that draft?" And there's wow. ten or twelve other ten or eleven other teams that passed up on Patrick Mahomes. Okay, one of them took to Sean Watson, but I think I've Mahomes is a great quarterback. I am in no way denying that. But McCole Hardman is a special talent. Tyree Kill is a fantastic receiver. Travis Kelsey's one of the best tight ends of the last ten years. He should be pretty good. He's got an amazing O line in front of him. You've got all pros. From last year in that in that O line, he yeah, should be doing well. The the, the O line wasn't that good though this this week. The the, the Titans were getting through, but because he because his movement is so good, they won't get into him. But you know, as much as oh, they oh, I know it's it's different. If you had Joe Flacco in the pocket, they would have scored no points. But I still feel this overall. This Chiefs team is there is quality in every area. Do you not think that those players you just named would not be necessarily as good on another team? Because we've seen Sammy Watkins on other teams, and he was pretty rubbish. I specifically didn't mention him. You did specifically not mention him. I am very much mentioning him, because uh, he was the lead receiver on the day. He looked dangerous on virtually every play. Yeah, I mean, he shows up for one game every month. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Like, and, but yeah. on any other team, he's ineffective. And Patrick Mahomes makes him look like a number one, two receiver. And you've got Harmon the same. He turns up for the games when Watkins doesn't turn up. Obviously, Tyreek Hill would be good I mean, on any it's, team. It's, but it's different. Watkins has, been, Watkins has been decent as a chief. He, he was drafted to a Bills team, which was Dross. Yes, that's true. He went to the Rams, who were okay. And he they were more than okay, and he was the worst great. of the receivers. Yeah. But that was with a new quarterback. Okay. 
and not as good a team as the Rams team that went to the Super Bowl last year. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I just think, I mean, like I said, in no way am I looking to take anything away from Mahomes, but this is a really good Chiefs team. And I don't think the rest of the team gets enough credit because of... He's phenomenal in what he does, what, but what did LaShawn McCoy do in this game? He, he was inactive. Inactive. He was inactive. Was he? I thought I, I did say this. I didn't watch I a game that, with I you mean, guys. I think that's the one weakness of of that running back. offense is that is that the running back. So Williams is doing a, Williams a good did, job. You're right. He, he had 17 carries, 45 yards, which is 2.6 yards a carry, and that's you want to you want to be around three, three and a half, four yards a carry. He's good. You just want to be above game. the one. Well, the one yard per carry, so Paul doesn't get yeah, meant, exactly. compare it to his cock. Um, the, the, thing with the, the thing with the running game is, I'd like to go to the Miami Dolphins team now and go, who do you not want? <laughs> because the leading rusher for the Chiefs and the leading rusher for the 49ers this weekend, both waved by the Dolphins. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Most, I don't think Mostart was. He's been waved by nearly everyone he was, else. He, yeah, he was yeah. waved by six teams, I think. Yeah, six teams. I'm going to say the Dolphins are in there. The, the, the leading rusher for, for the Chiefs was actually Mahomes. I mean the leading running back. Oh, okay. Just just saying. <laughs> the leading man who does rushing. How much research have you done? What's Some. that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Patrick Mahomes is, I said this last week, he's the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. He, he just is yeah. the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, and think, now he's fully fit. Well, I think Lamar Jackson, is probably he's going to win the MVP because he had, he's had a Good. He had a good season. Obviously, we say Mahomes was injured midway through the season, yeah. which means he missed some games. And he hasn't been as good as he probably was last year. And I think well, everyone's holding him to that kind of pedestal of like you threw fifty touchdowns last year. What have you done for me lately? But looking at him, he's he's still bloody amazing. He still is the best quarterback in the league. I think. Yeah, I think last week we called him the true MVP. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, is it's not. How did the Chiefs manage to keep Derek Henry in check? Because he got what sixty yards. I'll tell you how. Go on. It's a combination of Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Because Chris Jones looks amazing. Yeah, and he's literally just come back from injury, and he had. A, I think there was there was two. Uh, his first three plays all went either tackles for loss or sacks. He was awesome, and Frank Clark did what Frank Clark said he was going to do before the game. He got jump offside a lot. Sorry, <laughs> jump offside a lot. Why would you? Why would you say you were going to do that? No, Frank Clark said that Derek Henry, people just aren't tackling him properly. A little bit like what L. Thomas did the week before last, but Frank Clark actually followed through, tackled oh, that him as well. properly. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, L. Thomas probably followed through <laughs> while he was being pushed. <laughs> L. Thomas got smashed away like a little infant trying to tackle him. Frank L. Thomas, Clark L. Thomas followed through in the bed, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It's been a while. Since <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've not had that reference for yeah. a couple of weeks now. We, we, we've cut it out well, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I think that they've. I'd like to take back anything I said about Frank Clark when the trade happened. Well, you think he's been a very good acquisition? Yeah. We're, he we're jumped offside about three times in this there game. Was, and, there and was a period. I heard like, Duncan yeah. shout, are you D-Ford in disguise? <laughs> yeah, there was a period. I think that they had about two or three offsides caught, in very short caught, succession. They, yeah, yeah. Um, Twice in a row yeah. and then a third one not long after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People make mistakes, but overall, yeah, I agree. Frank Clark's been a great, great acquisition. Not so much to start the season, but now he's coming into his own. Tor Suggs as well. Yeah. Oh, he could have had an interception. Yeah, how he didn't just hold on to that? I don't know. But if that, they did a wonderful sure far Hall of Famer in the future. Tor Suggs, yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. Nailed yeah. on. He's right up there with uh, Frank Gore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, keeping and Henry in check 
made the difference in this game because if he had got off and running and got a, a similar performance to what he's had, so 785 yards in the previous three games and what we will get to in the second of the of the championship games, if he'd have had a performance anywhere like that, I thought the Chiefs were in trouble because that would have opened up the passing game. And Tannehill was fairly good. Two touchdowns, 209 yards. Yep. Like, he... <laughs> He didn't do anything wrong. It's just no. that there was no running game to support him. And it's like we've said every week, as long as the running game is there, Tannehill is good enough to win games. There was a period, I think, like before we came into the match, they said if the Titans do get off to a fast start, they have the ability through Derek Henry to control the clock. And they, they did start doing that. And I think it was the first or beginning of the second minutes, quarter. They yeah, they had up. a really long drive. It's like, yep, keep Mahomes off the pitch. Brilliant. Yeah, but it took Mahomes one minute forty-seven yeah. seconds this, to score. Um, yeah. This is the problem with that is that it just they score so so quickly. They were doing like what the Rams were doing last year yeah. before the Super Bowl. Yeah, and this is this is possibly, and we will get to this, but possibly a weakness for the Chiefs. Their defense is going to get knackered because it is on the field so much. Yeah, oh, we'll, we'll come on to that. I'll but to so uh, big man touchdown in this game, Dennis Kelly, yeah, love yeah, it, three hundred and twenty pounds, biggest big man. Yeah, the heaviest. Uh, First O lineman with two touchdowns since Bridge. The, the year two thousand is the answer I was looking for. No O lineman yeah. has had two in a season since the year two thousand. And here's the uh, he's question: the, He's the biggest one to score a touchdown. He's well, the biggest he? one this season. I don't yeah. know if he's the biggest one ever. Here's the question I asked you, you before we started: Does that make him? Pretty much equal of like Beckham. No yeah, he might have had the same yeah, as Beckham. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, Mike Vrabel, linebacker. He is the heaviest player in postseason history at 321 pounds. Wow. Uh, yeah, Mike Vrabel, linebacker. How many career touchdowns did Mike Vrabel, linebacker, have? 12. It was 12. I didn't actually look that up. I just oh, it was 12. The top. Now that <laughs> is impressive. Uh, and do you know, laptop. one of them, one of them was in the Super Bowl against Andy Reid in Andy Reid's last appearance, which was... 2005. 2000 f- well, here we go oh, again. 2004 season, but 2005, mm-hmm. technically. Actual, yeah, the actual Super Bowl was in 2005. So, so annoying. Is that Eagles? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Who, who's, uh, who's that against? Yeah, the Patriots. Oh, good Because that's oh, who Mike Vrabel played for. Yes. When Andy Reid feasted the sleeping arrangement <laughs> in, the su- in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's very much the one. Andy Reid... Uh, Second longest gap between Super Bowls. Is this is this the one you knew the answer to? Who yeah. was it, Jim? Dick Vermeil. It was Dick Vermeil who came back and went with the uh, no, 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 the Rams. Yes, yeah, the Rams. Going with the Eagles before. Yeah. Yes, he did. Uh, I I didn't actually write down how many years between it was, but it was a long time. He's been on a football life. Is is a good one yes. to watch. Actually, I've, I've got the America's Game Rams one. I'll find out for you later. Okay, my plan. please do. Did anyone did anyone sit up, Jim? I know is a quite. Uh, is in, on Twitter as much as I am. Did you see the? Are you jobless of, as well? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <Arts>. a load <laughs> of uh, a load yeah, of Titan. But John just does just as much just at his job. job. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but a load of uh, Eagles and Titans fans had found the trade for Kelly because he came from the Eagles. They traded, uh, I think, Green Beckham, Doriel Green Beckham <gasps> for God, Kelly. Yeah, that was a long. Time. And. Uh, of course, now you look at it, and the first, the first, the most popular comment is from a bloke from Sunday game. I get the feeling this might, uh, this uh, might come up. This guy might become a good trade in the uh, twenty twenty pl- uh, playoffs. <laughs> and, uh, uh. Yeah, brilliant. 
Yeah. Um, did anyone see the the Dan Sorensen hit on Tannehill? Oh, it was amazing. It was brilliant, wasn't it? And Tannehill looked terrified <laughs> about about fifteen steps before he even got there. It was like, oh no, it's him. What? Yeah, I say it's Dan Sorensen. The last two games for a backup safety, he's come in and he's well, been a bit of a star. That team. He's turned if, his career around. I think. Yeah. Second if half that was season. a sitcom, it would pause. There'd be a record <laughs> scratch. You know. Now I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, in that hit, Tannehill aged five years. <laughs> like his face just changed. The uh, the Machu hit on Henry, yep. where just the oh, took him off his feet. Oh, yep. I loved it. Tyron Matthew was showing in this game why the Texans should have paid him. Because the Texans' secondary was so bad, and Matthew was so good in this game. The Texans should have paid him. The weakness on that team is the secondary. And the Chiefs absolutely needed this player and paid him. And he said, I will only play for a Super Bowl contender. And the Texans didn't want to pay him. When you look at that, like he he was an acquisition in the offseason. Frank Clark was an acquisition in the offseason. And before the season, as this last season ended, we we called out that the Chiefs' defense wasn't as good as it can be. They brought in those two players, pretty much turned it from maybe a bottom 20 defense, probably into a top 10 defense. And uh, yeah, of course they picked up Suggs uh, uh, a few weeks ago as well. Yeah. So it, it, it's oh yeah, didn't he get released by Arizona? Is that yeah. what uh, that is? What yeah, was they, let, yeah. they let him they go. Let him so go. He, could, he could basically go and win the Super Bowl. Do what he wanted. <laughs> the season was over. For Kyle yeah, they were trying. Like, yeah. They said they were going to try their younger players out, didn't they? So uh, that's that's the right thing to do. Um, Adam Humphrey deserves a name check. I know the Titans didn't go through, but he converted two third down and one fourth down conversions and actually looked like the player the Titans thought they were getting. Yeah, Everybody uh, laughed at him when he chose the Titans over the Patriots, didn't they? Yes, they did. He showed them. He by did, not yeah. going to the Super Bowl. Well, he got yeah. to the championship game. He did get to the championship game. Look, I, I really like Adam Humphreys. I was disappointed when yeah. we didn't sign him. And I thought he showed, because he's missed the last six, six or seven games as well, six games. And this was his best performance of the season, I think. So, look, the Titans, you can't say they were unlucky. They were outplayed. But if you'd have said before the season the Titans were going to the championship game, their first championship game since 1999, uh, no one would have given you money I'm on sure that. at the beginning of the year, we all tried to call who had been the NFC and who had been the AFC championships. None of us said the Titans. No one would say the Titans. And if they did, they would have been off the rock and we would have laughed at them, just like people laughed at me about 49ers might get to 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> but you mentioned what you said earlier with Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew. Mm. It's the same with the 49ers. I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit in yeah. terms of before we go to the 49ers, but D Ford and Quan Alexander. Yep. Just available, great players. I'm sure we'll get into it, but. You've yeah. got to be prepared to spend the money. Yeah. That's what teams get themselves in trouble when they think they can make a saving by it's, not spending. It's across every sport. Yeah. The ones that are doing a winning, it's the same with Liverpool it, compared to. The other teams in the Premier League, well, the ones that are winning, are the teams that are run sensibly. They, they spend money in the right yeah. places as well. They don't go splash out on a massive star player like a Beckham. Odell Beckham or whatever. It it's might, the same with LeBron in the basketball. Like yeah. he was great in Cleveland when he was surrounded by other talent, and then he's moved. The talent is there, and it's bad. It's just bad. You, you can be the best player in your sport. Yeah, I mean, in what, but it's a team sport. It's pretty rare that you have a team sport and there is one player who can win it for, for the whole team. Michael Jordan. I like is it? Very it's pretty good. rare. Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah. you look. You're looking effectively for a, a generational talent. And, Harry and Kill. Like I said, you're looking <laughs> for a generational <laughs> talent. Before he became a dick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, 
Do you really want to start talking about Leeds no, on this podcast? No, no, I do not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think he's not going to win on his own, but the Chiefs may have one, though. I think so. I mean, he's now due for a new contract because like, it's the end of his now third season. Yeah. So they're, they're, he's eligible now. And, for and how many of these other players are they going to have to sacrifice? Because Mahomes is going to be the best played quarterback. But you're looking, Mahomes, he's going to be a $40 million year of contract. And, and is there a, a risk then that you take away the things surrounding him that we started with are helping to make him so great? Yeah, I mean, Because that always happens. Potentially. You, it, something has to be sacrificed, whether, it's a, what, whether you, you can't afford to give Tyreek Hill another contract later on you have to rely on rookie wide receivers or rookie offensive line it's at that point where like John says the management of the team how well it's run comes into effect because yep it's if you have a talent like Mahomes and you're able to quickly get him up to speed and be able to kind of pay him on a rookie contract and then use the money elsewhere around the team yeah you stand a good chance to win if you're the Green Bay Packers and you've given Aaron Rodgers you know, thirty, thirty-five million dollars a year. You've then got to be very specific about where you're going to spend money and how you're going to fill gaps with good rookies. So yeah, it's or a Alan Lazard or Alan Lazard. On the other end, you've got Tannehill, who is now a free agent. Yep. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Derek Henry. Yeah. And Jack Conklin as well, right tackle, who is in like that offensive line has been brilliant this year, I and did, it's important that they all I keep did, that together. I did see a headline on NFL.com before we left that Coughlin and Logan Ryan are Logan Ryan's the other ones. You to stay. Yeah. If you were Tannehill, you have gone. You started the season as a backup, being kicked out by Miami. Do you now test the free? I know you've had a really great year at the Titans, but you're do you test free agency now or do you do you, I mean you've got to obviously wait for the offer from the Titans but you're, he's never going to be as marketable as he is right now he needs to think of the Nick Foles situation well, yeah if the Titans offer him somewhere between 15 and 20 million a season over the next two years he should bite their hand off and just be the good quarterback that he is in a team that can be built because he hasn't taken all the money absolutely agree with that he's he should know when he's on to, onto a good thing. He, he's going to have a team built around him with a game plan which works for his skill set. Really, uh, actually, your, your point around Nick Foles is absolutely spot on. Like Nick Foles has never been any any good anywhere else other than Philadelphia. Tannehill, he was average at best in, at Miami. He's in a place where he's winning. He's respected. He got paid a massive amount by Miami. Like yeah, he doesn't need million. the he money. Doesn't need the money. If he can get twenty million for the next two to three years. But here's the Take key. It. Here's the key for the Titans. You can't overpay Derrick Henry. You, you've I got w- to keep Derrick Henry, but you cannot overpay Derrick Henry. I worry for Derrick Henry. This is a wonderful time though, because you've seen too much the overpaying of running mm. backs. You look at Le'Veon Bell. You look at Zeke. There's the market saturated, and you've seen like we're seeing it like old with like the. You can just get a Philip Lindsay to come in. There are quality running backs all. The amount of snaps he's t- not only through pro career but through college. Yeah. He's approaching like Arian Foster, Demarco Murray levels, and we've seen what happened. I mean, he's they both just dropped off. Yeah, yeah and exactly. he's a bigger body, uh, I guess, than them. But we'll see. Is he hardier than them? You know, he's I, he's had his last two year, years. His last year, at Alabama, he had nearly four hundred touches of the ball. 
which is an incredible amount for any so running back. Didn't he, in his finals game, didn't he have like 47 touches? Let me just check here. You want to test how hard Derrick Henry is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just check him. I'm just going to go I'm going to go behind him and say, Griff thinks you're a dick and then run away. <laughs> you know he's pretty quick as well, right? <laughs> yeah, you, he's way <laughs> quicker not, than you. I'm not Griff. <laughs> but yeah. He I'm pretty sure like if somebody calls me a dick, I'm going to... I'm going to chase the guy running yeah. away. I'm literally going to shoot the messenger. <laughs> if the Titans keep Tannehill, Henry, Logan Ryan, which it sounds like, and Conklin, is this a playoff-bound team again next season? Is, does that guarantee them? Or, or as, guarantee. as close as you can, you know, with the injury bug and whatever, it's always difficult. But is it the best way forward for this team to be back in the playoffs? It's the best way forward. Yeah. The thing for them, it doesn't guarantee playoffs next year because you've got to imagine next year... Steelers aren't going to be as bad. Well, the AFC yeah. in general is, I think this shows the AFC is yeah. strong, but I think yeah. the AFC South is pretty strong as well. I think, you know, the Texans won, you know, remember the Titans went through a wild yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, the Texans, the Texans won the division. Good. The Colts, you would hope, would be better. The Colts will season. give them a game. And, and the Jags will be rubbish. Well, you don't know what's going to happen now that Coughlin's gone. And they've got two first round picks going into the draft, so. But they've got Doug Moore on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm trying, I'm trying. They'll give them a game. But yeah, I think the best way for, for the Titans to proceed is to try and keep as many of those key pieces, maybe add a few more within the draft and some decent free agency pickups. Take it again, go again. Okay, the NFC Championship game occurred late on Sunday night and pitted rookie head coach Matt Lafleur against third-year coach Carl Shanahan. Both teams finished 13-3 and three in the regular season. Both had fairly easily handled their opponents on divisional weekend. And now they squared up as clearly the best two teams in the NFC. Duncan and Packers fans, please switch off now. It was the Packers 20, 49ers 37 in a, I think, a result that flattered the Packers. Yeah. I would agree. I'd agree with that. Um, I'm not even being biased there. I mean, being a little biased. A little bit, maybe. Fuck the Packers. But <laughs> <laughs> so at the start of this season, these were two teams that, Jim aside, few people predicted massive successful. Uh, the, the Niners were already on the up. Jim's going to tell you what he said because he's been back to listen to our show from, from way back. But the, the Packers, we thought, under Matt LaFleur, were heading for somewhere between 8-8 eight and eight and 10-6 and six because we didn't think Rodgers would get on with the new coach and respect him. We knew nothing about Matt LaFleur, who once had dinner with Sean McVay. And we said they didn't have a running game. The defense is not good enough. Look, they finished 13-3. and They won a division that included the Vikings, who also got to the playoffs. Uh, they steamrolled some teams. They ran others close and proved they could play in close games. And really, the only team they came massively unsuck against was the 49ers, twice. Twice, yeah. And... Therein is the shortcoming. It, there is something clearly fundamentally wrong with the way they play, but Lafleur, in his first year, he's going to have time to sort this out. So as for San Francisco, the third year of this revolution of turning this round, it's quite something, and you can't really fault anything they've done this season. No. Take it away, Jim. Just tell us what you think. <laughs> uh, no, you can't. Um, like, 
like Griff said, I went back and listened. We did we did the a- NFC AFC previews before the, the season started. And me and Gary, we, we spoke about the NFC West and we spoke about the 49ers. And Gary was very negative about the 49ers. Injuries, 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 sadness was his prediction for, for the 49ers. Yes, they have had a lot of injuries this year. But the difference this year has been that where those injuries have occurred, other players have stepped up. You look at their running back stable. There's three running backs in Tevin Coleman, Mostart, and Matt Breeder who in different games have all come through and played well. Don't forget your most highly played running back hasn't played for you exactly. in two years. Jeremy McKinnon hasn't had a game yet because he keeps getting injured. On the defensive side, we've lost Quan Alexander. We've lost D Ford. Akilah Witherspoon was out for a good period of time. Um, some of the safeties were out. Scurry Tart was out for, for a while. Bosa had injury problems coming into the, into the start of the seasons. But throughout that, the team culture has... I don't know, this, this year, whenever they win, they look like they enjoy it. Like Especially on Sunday, Garoppolo, Garoppolo had a very... He didn't have to do anything. It's well documented. He made eight passing attempts, completed six of them, 77 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He spent the whole day handing the ball off to the running back because the running back was just absolutely destroying the Packers. But every touchdown he scored, he ran into the end zone and he celebrated with them. And you don't see that from the likes of Aaron Rodgers, for instance. You don't see him celebrating as much with his team. They have fun. They seemed, and one of the comments made was that you know they didn't see this team coming together as a unit. I'd say they're probably one of the probably one of the most cohesive teams in terms of how they work together, how they seem to enjoy themselves, and how they seem to get on and you know step up when they need to. And they're they're all playing for each other. George Kittle is a, a tremendous example. You know he had one target, one catch for. Hang on. 19 yards, which was you know decent. I didn't think it was that much, to be honest. But he loves run blocking. <laughs> running again. He, he, he was shouting, run, it, run again. it again. He was killing people in the run game. He's absolute, And he's not just destroying kind of linebackers. He's destroying defensive ends. You know, against the Vikings, there were several pictures of him taking on Daniel Hunter all the time. Everton Griffin. Same in this match. You know, the 49ers run game was absolutely on point. And what... I particularly loved was that Carl Shanahan didn't get too clever. He didn't go, you know, the running game is brilliant. Let's, let's, let's throw some play action passes into this. Like, no, the running game's working. You know, you look down the play sheet and it's like, gain five yards, gain six yards, gain 20 yards, gain five yards, gain six yards. They're getting over the gain line every single time. Um, and, you know, it's well documented. Most starters had a career game, 220 yards. Second most in postseason history, yeah, I think, the, to the, Eric Dickerson. Exactly. The most that a, a 49ers running back has ever got. Yeah. Ever. Four Pope, touchdowns. Yeah, four touchdowns, three of those in, in the first half. Average of 7.6. Who's he got to compare to? Like, just Frank Gore. Just Frank and Gore, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, look, there were so many things that were impressive about this Niners team. The, one of the first things is that they didn't need Jimmy G. He has been growing as a quarterback. And doubtless he can do a lot more than he's been asked to do. And just on that, actually, Jimmy Garoppolo was the only quarterback in the NFL to finish in the top five in in pass touchdowns, completion percentage, and yards per attempt during the regular season. Yeah. He's more than a game manager. He's a good quarterback. If you need him, he's there, and he's got better throughout the season. But they didn't need him on Sunday. No, and, and that was absolutely the right thing to do. Find out what's working for you and run it into the ground. What is the deal with Tevin Coleman? He left with a shoulder and arm injury. Dislocated elbow. Uh, dislocated shoulder. Will he sorry. be back for? They, yes. they said that he's hope. They're hopeful. 
Because I think that's important. Because if we rarely see a running back for the Niners do it two or three weeks in a row, it seems to be somebody different every week. And Tevin Coleman's a big part of that mix. Um, because you can plan for one running back. But Coleman and Mostert are different running backs. Braider's different again. We've still got Braider to come in yeah. as well. And you're forgetting, it's the Super Bowl. CJ Anderson will be somewhere waiting for a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Sat on his sofa waiting for the call. Um, <laughs> okay, how good is the Niners' defense? They were supposedly only second to the New England Patriots in defense this season, but I would be confident in saying this is one of the best defenses we've seen since the peak Seahawks. And there's no coincidence that Richard Sherman is yeah. coming back into his powers again. Another interception in this game, that five for the season. Mm-hmm. And he's just a lead. We said this last week, that defense needed a leader. He is leading and he is enjoying himself. He he back rolled he with the pass yeah. and he, he just having a great time. He's a, he's a big game player. But That's what he loves. It, are they the best defense in the league? I would say so, but I'm very biased. No, but you're allowed to be biased. It's your team. It's a I, team of first-round talent. Yeah, yeah, they've, yeah. All, they've all suddenly clicked with the, the addition of actual proper edge rushers. So you look at Buckner, Armstead, and Solomon Thomas. They're all interior rushers. I know Armstead plays on the edge, but he was drafted as an interior rusher. They get Bosa and they get D Ford, and then they've got two legitimate edge rushers, which means you have to pay attention to them. And you have to pay attention to Bosa because he's just taking the tackles apart. They have, I, I'm going to say, they have the best defensive line in the league, which just gives. The, it mean it makes the job so much easier for the secondary because yeah. they ha- the, the quarterbacks are under court, pressure they have all the no time. time. Um, okay, so with with that in mind, though, on the, on the other side of the wall, back to Jimmy G. People have been telling me this week the Patriots' biggest mistake was letting Jimmy G walk. We Jim's just given us the stats, finishing top five and all these things. Is it a massive mistake or is it an inevitable consequence of a salary, salary cap league where you have to pick and choose? Yeah. We've won a Super Bowl since he left. Yep. It will be galling this if we have to watch him win one when we now require a super At, a, a at player, the point of trade, he was due a new, con- he was due a new contract, mm. which the 49ers subsequently gave him, but so was Brady. Yeah, And you can't afford, no matter how good the rest of your team is, you can't afford to pay two quarterbacks that amount of money. No, so should the Patriots have moved on or did they do the right thing at the time? Here's the question. They've played in the Super Bowl two years straight since doing it, so you can't really argue with the decision. No, I would agree. And they, they, you know, they were still in the playoffs as well, even... Yeah, they didn't win this year, but... There, but, there yeah. was a, a shock loss in the first yeah. round of the playoffs, you know? Yeah, um, I, I just wondered. I mean, I, th- I thought at the time the Niners overpaid for a guy who'd played five games. But... Th- th- oh, yeah, I, I still think they overpaid for... Potential. I don't mind but the paying of the second round pick to get him. The contract no. was a lot. Yeah, yeah it's the contract. No but the, the contract yeah. was a lot. The way it's weighted, though, it's, it's kind he's of worked got, out it's, now. It's gone the. They've had the worst of it, and it gets easier. So yeah, it, and that's when uh, as a period period where they had a lot of salary cap. Yeah, and it's smart. It's yeah, it's smart ownership. Yeah. Um, I think for Patriots, the issue has been it's been what two or three years now, and they've not replaced Jimmy G. That is exactly and the problem. So now they're, they're, they're still playing catch because they've not replaced everyone else. They've not replaced Gronk. We don't want to get Patriots heavy. I'm just asking no, I think In terms of being Patriots heavy, I think <coughs> he was drafted in 2014, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And there is just, you know, you look at the quarterbacks that were drafted before him, and I'll read a couple out for you. Go on. You can see there was just quality upon quality in that year's draft. <laughs> so Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Yep. Uh, Johnny Manziel. Manziel yeah. Yep. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Derek Carr. Yeah. And uh, 
There's a couple of good ones. Yeah. You've, um, that's yeah, it. That's him. And, and yeah. then Jimmy G. And you've got, you know, great players before him. Bishop Sankey running back for the Titans. I remember him. Bishop yeah. Sankey is a good player. He uh, will be playing in the XFL. Is he? I believe so. Nice. And tight end favourite, Austin Safarian Jenkins. So quality players drafted oh, yeah. above him. ASJ. But I think you've got with, with Brady, I think he was th- there was a plan him being drafted for Brady to disappear at some point. Yeah, Belichick clearly wanted to move on and wasn't allowed. Let's let's move away from Patriots. Duncan, if you're still listening, this is the bit where we're going to talk about whether Aaron Rodgers is over the hill. Aaron Rodgers in two games against the Niners uh, was outscored fifty to zero in the first half of those two games combined. So, is Aaron Rodgers a victim of his team's uh, lack of downfield desire, or is Aaron Rodgers not? as capable as he was. Because I would say he... I've I've come on here all season and said he just looks like a game manager now who does the odd great thing. Do you know he led the league in... Th- did he the same, he did the same last risks. year. No, no risks. But now the no risk is also tainted by not as accurate downfield. The other problem is it's no risk. But he, like, Okay, Jimmy Graham had an all right game last week. Yep. But it's no risk without a decent tight end. Like if you've got a decent tight end or another receiver that can catch the balls across the middle, other than Devontae Adams, you can afford not to take risk. Or if you're going to check down to a running, he never very rarely passes to his running back. I mean, well, Aaron jo- Jones has done Jones, more. No, don't get me wrong. Jones the season. had a good season. Yeah. He's ran it well. And when he has got the ball in terms of kind of passes, he's done very well. But uh, Rogers never takes a check down. No, what he, fro- he either throws it away or he throws he it downfield. Was, he He's was most upset when they got rid of the tight end. Was it last year or the year before? Um, whose name now completely escapes me. He wanted to keep Jared Cook. Jared Cook. Yeah, thank you. And 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 rightly so. Cook had had a great season. He wasn't interested in Jimmy Graham. He wanted Jared Cook. The team didn't keep him because he wanted more money. The yeah. issue with with <laughs> the issue yeah. with Rogers is yeah, Gabe he trusts, the biggest he trusts contract. Um, Devonte Adams. Won't throw to any of the other yeah, wide receivers, he's, he's even said, when they're open. But he's, he's, he's come out and said this, where he's got you know, a massive level of trust with Devontae Adams, and that's great, awesome, of course. superb. But, but you've got to be able to throw to you know three, four other receivers. It felt least. very much like, a, again, not to get Patriots heavy, but it felt like Brady this season. I'll throw to Edelman and no one else, because Gronk's not there. And it felt like, it now feels like the same with Rodgers. Adams isn't there, Cobb isn't there. Jordy Nelson's not there, and Jared Cook's not there. I, I don't want to throw to anyone else. I just want to throw to Devontae Adams. And, it, and, and you can't do that when you're over the hill and you're on the slide, which he is. It may be a steady decline, but he is. I think the, so we, we've talked about Aaron Rodgers like being, you know, he's, he's uh, Hall of Fame worthy, Aaron Rodgers, and yes, he probably will get into the Hall of Fame. But you're right in that he's now he's going to be 36 come the start next season. And okay, we've seen quarterbacks play very well in older age, but is Aaron Rodgers going to be that quarterback? Is have they now missed that window? He is well preserved, but um, Dun- do you know what? So our Packers fan Duncan said to me, he said the problem for Aaron Rodgers is now to be classified as a great quarterback, you have to have two Super Bowls. Yeah. One Super Bowl doesn't cut it. I don't know, now, Dan Marino. Dan Marino, no Super Bowls. Trent Dilfer, one Super Bowl. Yeah. And he, and here is the problem: Drew Nick Brees. Foles won Super Bowl, Drew Brees won Super Bowl. Great. So, it, like, it's a really mixed bag. I, don't know. I think you know there was that period in you know 2012, 13, 14 where Aaron Rodgers was brilliant. He, he was, was the best quarterback, absolutely yeah, superb. Absolutely. He he was Mahomes. He, he but they had Mahomes, no defense. But they had no defense. 
now they've got a defense in some places. They've got, I mean, they've got a good secondary. They've got good edge rushers. They haven't got a middle linebacker to be able to tackle the, any, anybody running through the line. But they they have invested in the defense. They need to invest in some weapons for Rogers to throw to. Blake Martinez, he's all right. Well, he didn't do much last week, did he? No. But <laughs> he uh, he thinks he's on his way out. He was very upset at his press conference. He, he, I thought he played well, but. He was being asked to do everything, and he feels like he's on his way out of that team, and I think that's a mistake. They need a, a decent defensive tackle who doesn't let people run through it, through them because a lot of those runs for the 49ers were going through the middle. Yes, there were some edge runs, and there was some incredible blocking by not just the defensive line, but Debo Samuel had a, a couple of amazing blocks. Um, but there were a lot of runs going through the middle as well. All right. Go I want to say, Rodgers did best game this season was against Raiders, Raiders yeah. uh, week five, four or five, early, quite early yeah. in the season. He did that without uh, without wide receivers because Adams was injured. He threw it and he was brilliant. He was, he was the Aaron Rodgers of three years ago with using Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams and a bloke who I can't remember the name of because... Geronimo Allison, Alan Lazard. No, Kunimir Sun Brown. You're you're mentioning wide receivers. He didn't use them. He used Robert Tonyan, Jay Sternberger. Yeah, he was brilliant. (laughs) And uh, is that not because he didn't have a choice in that game? There was no one else to look to. He just had to throw the ball up. And I think if they can give him some weapons that he trusts, you know. If you if you're playing paying Jimmy Graham ten million a year, yeah, I mean he's to got, he's got to go, walk he? to move like a glacier, then get ri- get rid, bring in a a, a young tight end who Jay Sternberger, Jay Sternberger, yeah, they've got be, him, yeah, yeah, yeah I you mean, know, they have got him. Find a big white find guy a, number eighty seven. Find a receiver <laughs> that you know. Six foot four. and Rogers seem to be getting on, I'll, and I think they they need to be discussing. I'll tell you right now, if the Cowboys don't re-sign Amari Cooper, yep. the Packers should be absolutely throwing money AJ at Amari Green. Cooper. I don't know about AJ Green. I, think. I don't know. You could probably get him cheap on a one-year deal. You could probably get him cheap, but is he going to be any good? Yeah. He's been all right recently. He's gonna, it's going to be recently. better than it's going to be better than Jake Coomer, right? Alan Lazar. Look. Um, Here's the thing then. Let's get back to, to the Niners. How yes. many teams have made a Super Bowl the year after winning four or fewer games? Well, no. I'm quite happy to tell you there's the 99 Rams and the 88 Bengals, Michael. Well, well done for looking that yeah, up. Someone's did a bit of research. Uh, yeah, only one team has ever won the Super Bowl. So, sorry, after. So, did you, what did you just say I did? Research. Yeah, see. Told you. This is why I, <laughs> this is why I hand you a running order when I turn up <laughs> so you can go and look up the answers. Yeah, only... Well, only I, the, I, I happen to... Look that up myself. Only the Rams have ever won the Super Bowl after winning four or fewer games the year before. So this is a massive turnaround and a well-deserved trip to the Super Bowl. Clearly, this team are the best in the NFC. No, nobody is shocked or disappointed now. Now, hey, you know what? I read, I read it earlier today. Actually, what the uh, the 49ers started the game against the Bengals as one-point underdogs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's but well, that, that's the second game of the season. You no, know, Green Bay came into this game against you eight-point underdogs. Eight points for a team that went thirteen and three—that's insane. But we said this last week. It was a sneaky thirteen and three, wasn't it? Like yeah, they were a ten and six team. It was only really the Raiders they blew out. Everyone else was like, they snuck past that team. Let's not forget they got annihilated by the Eagles as well. I couldn't think who it was. Somebody really Mm. wiped before with them. I think it was the Eagles. And if you know, (laughs) 
there, there are still problems at the Packers, but... But for a rookie head coach to go to a championship game, thirteen-three championship game. Look, like you Fair say, play. it's just it's just help Aaron Rodgers now. Yeah. The defense is the defense is good enough because Aaron Rodgers just needs a bit more help. You don't have to be perfect on defense. It's, we, we it's not like a lot of teams that have to build from defense to help their quarterback. If we go back to we mentioned what we said at the start of the year, we said the Packers would be better because the defense has got better. Rodgers is going to be starting. <laughs> Not on not on his own five yard line every every time. It's proved the ca- proved the point. They just need to continue building. It's a year of transition. Make sure that it's not lost next year. But there's a thirty five million pound block to them getting better. It's fine. There's a thirty five million pound block this year. Th- th- this year. It's going to be there. Is it is what it is. Any concerns going into the Super Bowl that Jimmy G will be rusty as he barely played in the championship game? No. no. Because if you get into a shootout, which you might, could do, yeah. But he's, he's, but he's, he should be good enough. Good. I'm, I'm just I mean, asking. Yeah, he, he was underused, uh, basically the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, effectively he was. But I think even when he did, put, okay, it's a small sample size, but he still completed like seventy-five percent of his passes. Oh yeah, which is perfectly <laughs> fine. More. Yeah. What do? Uh, what what one thing if you're picking something for Green Bay? What is the one thing you're going to do? Is it get rid of Jimmy G? Is it go and sign AJ Green? What is the one thing if you could only do one thing with that team? What do you do? Draft a wide receiver in the first round. Just put an advert in the paper for wide receivers. See who turns up. Hold an open day. Get Victor Cruz to turn up like the Giants did. <laughs> Pay for some stem cell um, stuff for uh, Jordy Nelson. <laughs> yeah, things have gone south since they lost Jordan Nelson. But it's for me, it's the whole it's wide receiver core is basically what we're getting. I, I think, think you so, need yeah. to if you free have, agency. If you have one more, one two more weapons for Aaron Rodgers to throw to, a it frees up Devonte Adams. Like on Sunday, you know, there was a lot of chat about will Rich Sherman move from like what is left cornerback over to the right hand side, and he didn't. And it wasn't no, needed because no. Emmanuel Mosey played really well. He got an interception as well. But you are going to have that with a lot of other teams where they are going to put their number one cornerback on Devontae Adams because they know he's going to get the ball all the time. Once you have another legitimate threat, be that either another wide receiver or a decent tight end that's not moving at a snail's pace, it throws open the whole game. So, Super Bowl 54 showdown is set. Miami will play host to the Chiefs and the Niners in hopefully an epic battle between two fascinating teams, potentially one for the ages. So, thoughts on the following, please. So, we're going to compare and contrast the teams. Uh, First up, best quarterback. Who has the best quarterback? Yeah, it's clearly Kansas. Patrick Mahomes is two levels above Jimmy G at least. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. He's top one in the league. Yeah. Um, two points to Kansas we can give? Yeah. Two, two, two points for Kansas. I think that's going to be the shortest one of all these debates. Possibly the no, second one as the well. Second so one. The next so one the, the very next short one. as well. The one thing I do want to say is, every year you get this, when the game's announced of where it's going to be, you get this, oh, wouldn't it be lovely if so-and-so were playing? Like last year it was Atlanta, wasn't it? Mm. Isn't it, wouldn't it be great if Atlanta made it to the game? It's, it's in Miami. Our team's the drizzling shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wins. No one. No, I, mean, no one, I look no forward to two other teams yeah. coming here. <laughs> okay. So, uh, best run game. It's the Niners. Yeah. 
by a while. You've got the the one that just trampled well, the Packers and the Vikings and the Vikings or old man Luke McCoy. <laughs> I he's mean, not playing. He's not playing. He he's won't inactive. Play, uh, who? Yeah. So we give it to the Niners because they have a run I, game. I, I I don't think it's as far a gap as the quarterbacks. I think uh, Damian Williams had some really good games this season, and Mostert had an over-the-top amazing game in in the championship game. I, I think it is just for, and when we will come on to coaches later, it's the, but it's the choices, it's, it's, it's the schemes that Shanahan yeah. makes mm. for the running game. Like if you look at all the run, like a lot of the running backs, Shanahan, Shanahan, Carl Shanahan, that is has had over the past. Not Mike Shanahan. We're not going no. through his running. Well, backs. Mike Shanahan's fair, running Mike... backs aren't bad either. Terrell yeah, Davis he, is all right. He had a Hall of Fame running back yeah. with two thousand rushing yards and um, a Super Bowl winning season. Carl Shanahan. He had Alfred Morris. TD. Oh, <laughs> he had Alfred Morris at Washington, and the one season that Alfred Morris was good. Yeah. With Atlanta, he had Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman. Realistically, what's Atlanta done with their running game since? Not a lot. Injured. A lot. Got injured. Sucks. And now he's doing it at the 49ers. He's, yeah, they focus on the running game. I think, you know, you could stick any running back in there like they pretty much are and they'd have success. Yeah, that's fair. So uh, combined with the run game, best O-line? Ooh. I'm going to go with the Niners because that O-line has had been interchangeable this season and yeah, still produced still got results. a few injuries as well. Like they haven't got Western Richburg, the centre. McGlinchy's back, McGlinchy and Staley are both back. I think that I think overall the 49ers running game uh, O line is slightly better. I go with that just uh, basically uh, the O line performance. I know it was against the Titans who have a great uh, defense, but uh, that if it wasn't for just how uh, great Mahomes is. He he could have been hit quite a lot. And I agree. I think the nine. I think Joe Staley the is an edged. amazing O lineman. Yeah. I, I think also you have still got to give the Chiefs credit. They've got a very very good O line, yeah, but yes. yeah, yeah. the Niners are better. Yes, I would say they're still clearly better, but it's, it's not a large difference. But yeah, the Niners surely have the edge there. Best yeah. receiving core. Chiefs. 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 I think this is close because I think it's closer than the QB in a running game. But I, I would give it. You to compare the tight ends. Kelsey Kittle are the two best Titans in the league. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a draw. It's a draw. Tyree Kill, uh, Debo, you know, uh, Emmanuel Tyree Sanders. Kittle. Every Tyree single Kittle. day Kittle. of the week. Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders and uh, Sammy Watkins. Kins. Negligible. Mm. Negligible. At, at the Possibly moment, Sanders. Give that to Sanders. I, I would give it to Sanders as a hands receiver, but at the moment, the way the game is being played between the two teams, Sammy Watkins is on the up, and I don't particularly rate him, but he's on the up, and Saunders has plateaued. Uh, but I think it's, it's what Sammy Watkins. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hardman makes a difference yeah. because he has been brilliant in games this season, and I'm not sure the Niners have a third receiver. Well, I just no, I disagree with that. <laughs> they, they do have Kendrick Bourne, who's not done. You know, I mean, no one, did, no receiver did a lot in the last game. So no, you got no. to wipe that. Out. But in, yeah, the, yeah. in the previous game against the Vikings, he had three really important catches: one touchdown, and then two third down conversions. One which was a complete wobbler that was thrown to him, and he managed to make the catch. And one where he just plucked out of the air. So basically, you're saying you need Kendrick Bourne to step up. It's a Bourne ultimatum. No, I don't need Kendrick Bourne to. <laughs> Step up. <laughs> because it, it, <laughs> this might be the start of him becoming one of the number one wideout. Could be the born supremacy. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what the other one was called. No, let's just move on quickly. <laughs> we'll give it to the. At Chiefs. the start of the season, people wanted to know who he was. That's true. <laughs> and I asked. I told them all about the born identity. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. If he's unmarked, he'll be uh, born free. Hey. Okay, that's the best I can do. Oh, not born uh, again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm giving this to Kansas. Does anybody really strongly want to disagree? No. 
No, I've already said. Not strongly disagree, but it's close. I, I like. I'd. I could. I could almost flip a coin. I'd like that to strongly disagree, just because there's things they did where you were like, Ugh. <laughs> like Nicole Hardman. There's oh, things good. you do where I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I did it in the lab just like half hour ago. <laughs> Mikhail Hardman coming in. Oh yeah, the last thing they need is another ridiculously quick wide out, and he was, he's been brilliant. The Chiefs did drop; they have been dropping a lot of passes as well. Though. I think that's that true. third quarter of the game, every third down conversion they missed was because of a dropped drop pass. And the start of the game yeah. against the Texans, that yeah. first quarter was awful. Even then, they, they they were dropping at the start again in the first quarter. It's it, I they're just so quick. That it's if the they get separation, kills. yeah, I mean, and Sherman's great, but he's not quick. He's not. He's, he's not, not quick, quickest. No. Uh, uh, that's going to be that. I mean, that's the probably one of the biggest problems to solve is the speed of the receivers against our secondary. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So best D line. Niners. It's the Niners. Niners. Yeah, all day. Every Nine, day. Yeah, I mean, the the the, the Kansas D line's all right. Compared to especially what we yeah. thought it could it, be at the start of the year, it's more than all right. I mean, if I can be frank, God, almighty. I don't know where he's going with this. Go on, I'm not going to make any joke. No, I just, I, I, as, soon as, I, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, God, yeah, Frank Clark. Um, but <laughs> if that's a very, very good D line at Kansas, but the this 49ers has just been revolutionary. The return of Chris Jones makes this. Yeah, that, I, mean, a proper threat. Really, I think it's really important that he's fit for, for the Chiefs. I think the the biggest the biggest thing that one of the biggest reasons the Titans didn't get a hold of Matt Holmes on on Sunday was because they only rushed three players and they committed a lot of resources to guarding kind of players that come out of the backfield. The 49ers were able to rush with just four players and get to a quarterback, no matter what the, the offensive line is. They've got, like we said, four first round picks plus D four to come in. That defensive line is when it and it's fit at the moment, and with Quan Alexander behind them and Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw, you haven't got the best linebackers on here, but I'll give that to the 49ers as well. With all those players, you know, coming at Patrick Mahomes, I think he's going to have a slightly tougher night than he's had in the previous two games. Best secondary 50 50 hits a Lamar. Yeah. The the return to form of Sorensen yeah. makes me think that Kansas's secondary is equal to anything the Niners can throw out there. I think the Niners' cornerbacks are probably better. I think the safety the better for the Chiefs. I can I agree with that. I would think that's fair. I I, I do I really think if Sorensen hadn't shown up the last two weeks, this was yeah, clearly a Niners win in this category but he has and he hasn't just shown up it's been all the big plays yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been there yeah. so we're, draw. We're, that's, that's, that we'll call that one a draw uh, best special teams divide this up kicker I would Robbie say Gould. Harrison Butker is clearly the better of the two so kickers Robbie Gould has had a brilliant season again I'd go Butker uh, Robbie Gould has had the most misses from under 50 yards in his career in a season yeah but he's still pretty good he's, I'd still take Butker was that not his longest career field goal yeah. as well? Uh, I Butker has been a revelation since he came in the league. I think he's second to uh, Tucker Tucker in field goal conversions. So I, I will give that to Kansas City. It's, it's it probably is Butker this year, but I wouldn't say it's clear. But okay, that's I mean, fair. If you're looking at return, oh, still a really good kicker. I mean, look at what happened. Well, when he wasn't so there. so from from the kicking, you immediately go to the return. Well, game. hang on, no, you, you you've missed out of position the kicking there. Punting. Best punter. Best punter. I mean, we've not seen many of the punters for either the 49ers or the Chiefs, but 
I mean, Wisniewski for a, for a rookie punter has been awesome this year. Do you want to back that up with something? Yeah, he's been really good. You, a figure. Have you got a figure you want to back it up with? I think we're no. playing the shortest midget contest here. <laughs> well, only because he's I would say... He's the best Australian to play I would football. say Dustin Colquitt. <laughs> he's no... He's Michael good. Dixon's better. <laughs> no idea who that is. The guy who's for the Seahawks. He's the punter there. Punter. The guy who was the pro bowler's Australian. Uh, oh, yeah, that's uh, true. Wisniewski's better. Also, Cole quit. he sounds like that cartoon character, Mike Wisniewski. It's true. The thing is, you only know <laughs> you only know punters when they on the field when they <laughs> mess up, and Cole quit messed up in the uh, against Houston was his chart kick. I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I would have forgotten who the 49ers one is. So I'm guessing I'm going to say that he's better because I don't know who he is. I was just trying to avoid the return game because I think McCole Hartman's better. McCole Hartman <laughs> is. Brilliant. Far and away. Yeah, I mean, Richie, and Richie Jones the 49ers had one good run back, but I've not seen him do anything else during the season. And let's not forget as well, when it's not McCole Hardman, it's Hill. Yeah, who muffed a punt. <laughs> who did muff a punt. but Against the Texans. You know, uh, he's, he, he, he's been to two Pro Bowls uh, as I think overall. Pro Bowls. Pro Bowls. Pro Bowls. Pro Bowls. You give it to the Chiefs, don't you? Yeah, I, yes. I think I think you have to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Best coach. Wow. I mean, we're going Frank Gore here, aren't we? If longevity, you'd go on Big Andy Reid. But if you're going on who's a better coach, I'm going to go Shanahan. I am going to immediately disagree and say that Andy Reid will completely outscheme Shanahan in this game. I'm not saying the Chiefs will win. I just think Andy Reid can just call on so many years of experience that he is clearly the better coach. So many years Shan- of experience Sh- of sucking Shan- at clock Shanahan management. Shanahan might be the McVeigh of this season or, or, or a version of that whereby he's got the new ideas, he's pulled the, pulled the team forward. Andy Reid has been good every year. But you've got to think, this is, this is different to McVeigh for me because McVeigh had never been there before. Shanahan has been there and been humbled. Yeah. yeah. So has Andy Reid. So has Andy Reid. So all that's doing is reinforcing my opinion that Andy Reid has the experience and that matters. Look at Belichick. So Andy Reid's been a coach for 21 years? This is the second time he's been? Yeah, most of the time because he loses to Belichick. <laughs> yeah, I just if he was that good a coach, I uh, I think it's a fifty. I think this is a coin flip. I, I, I yes, I think Andy Reid's brilliant. If there was, if it was any other team in in the in the Super Bowl other than the Forty ers I'd be massively backing the Chiefs. I'd love to see Andy Reid win a Super Bowl because he absolutely deserves it for the, the career he's had, the revolutions he's made in, in the game. But it's the Forty ers so I've got to obviously back them, John. It's okay. I I don't know, quite frankly, um, because I'm going to base it on this year, and they're both <laughs> they're in the Super Bowl. That's why. Uh, Back to one of your points s- earlier. Yeah. If you look at the the two teams on paper at the start of the season and said both of these are going to Super Bowl, yeah, one's got Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Chris Jones. Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Massively inflated contract to Flank, Flank Clark. Yeah. Flank Clark. Flank Clark. Yeah, He's yeah. on the flank of the. Versus yeah. kind of what the 49ers had. And you said, okay, who's done the better coaching job? And you, you mentioned it kind of with Mahomes has got the better pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with everything you've just said. And then I would look at Andy Reid's experience and say, I'll be stunned if he doesn't pull out something against Shanahan. Yeah, his limp dick when he loses. <laughs> 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 
who are you supporting? <laughs> <laughs> are we are we are we calling the coaching a tie or are we giving it to the Niners? Because clearly there's not much support here for Andy Reid. You've no, no, I've got I, a lot I, of support I, for Andy Reid. I've got, I, 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 I've I got like as Andy much Reed. support for Andy Reid as his trousers give him support because the guy's <laughs> huge. For me, this is Shanahan took a team that got four wins last season. Yeah, there's a lot of bad luck with injuries. Mm-hmm. He's turned it round. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it to Andy Reid just so we can have the draw. Um, <laughs> that, they're, is, they're that, both, that, that is a draw. Shanahan has quite, obviously he's he's the team is really good. They're overperforming from what we expected. The scheme from Shanahan is uh, unlike anything we've seen for a while. Um, so, but Andy Reid has. So much experience. So much experience. He's run. He's he's run. He hasn't run anywhere. No, he's not run for years. <laughs> but him and his offensive coordinator have run the best offense for two years now. Yeah. Um. Whereas you know Robert Sala is running a superb defense as well. It's the whole coaching. It's a draw for me. Okay. So other variables. Anything you think well, needs to be included? John just mentioned it. I think the defensive coordinators have got an incredibly tough. Who is the Kansas? Uh, Steve Spagnola. Is that the fellow that looks just like Andy Reid? Who's the fellow that looks just like Andy Reid on the Chiefs, but he's, you know, the black Andy Reid? I don't know. enemy. Is that who it is? That's, he looks, that's the offensive coordinator. Oh, right. He's got the moustache and everything. He looks just like him. I was just really confused. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know enough about the coordinators to, to judge. I know that Salah has had an amazing season. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know about the coaching staff deeply enough on either team to make a decision as to how much that causes. Bianca B was interviewed for the Giants this year. I was kind of disappointed. Spagnolo was the interim head coach for the Giants after um, McAdoo was. Sacked. Oh really? There you go. How did That's that go for you? But this is all. Yeah, this is. Um, Spagnolo won the Super Bowl. Um, defensive coordinator for when we beat the Patriots mm-hmm. the second time. Yeah. Well, um, so David Tyree's helmet won it for him. Well, that was the first time. Oh, was that the first time? Oh, uh, we won on our great defense. You did. You so did. both got pedigree. But Salah's had a great year. BNB has had a great year. It's a tie. It does. Well, and we scored this at six points apiece. Uh, <laughs> which, and shit. If you look at the, the odds at the moment, they the, can't pull them apart. Yeah, I think Chiefs are one, maybe one and a half points favourite. Like, really? That's as close as All right. I remember it. So there's four of us at this table, so there's a chance this is going to be a tie, but we actually have to pick a winner. Uh, pick we, a win. we, now, we now have to actually make a decision. I will go first. I will say Kansas City will outplay the Niners' defence, and Richard Sherman will not pick off Mahomes, and there will be a deep touchdown or two, and they will just be too strong. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a really, really good game, but I don't see how you stop Patrick Mahomes because the the, the Titans' secondary is better than the Niners' secondary, and they could not stop Patrick Mahomes. So I will take Kansas City. I'm taking Kansas City. I'm going to go with the Niners. Uh, but you've been a Kansas man for years. And he fucking let me down. Well, of course they did. When he lost to the Titans, when Marcus Mellon just threw a pass to himself. I feel that... <laughs> having a stroke? I'm just... <laughs> Defence of the championships. Don't say that, because he's not here. Go- I said that first. I'm going to I don't s- think you said that first. I'm going <laughs> to say him. that 
for me, there is there is quality in every single position in the Niners. Uh-huh. I feel they are a... I have not seen Mahomes come across a defence of this quality. What have you seen Mahomes come across? That's like, a, like a lovely gent. <laughs> uh, and Jim? I was reminded of a Super Bowl back in the 80s which featured the 49ers against the Miami Dolphins. And the Miami Dolphins had second-year quarterback Dan Marino, who had lit up the league for 5,000 passing yards. The first time it was ever done. They had two receivers who had over 1,500. I think we're going to get our favourite phrase. 1,500, year, 1500 yards. And I remember there's if you watched the... I tried to find it today and I couldn't find it. The America's game for um, that... Uh, for that year, there's a story about Bill Walsh who, who sat in the dressing room before the Super Bowl and, said, and was saying, oh, how are we going to stop the Miami Dolphins offense? They're too powerful. Marino's going to throw for 400 yards and destroy us. Oh, my God, I can't sleep. And I kind of just get the same type of feeling that everyone's hyping up Mahomes so much. And everyone's hyping up the Chiefs a lot in this offense. And they, yes, they had two great games against the Texans and the Titans. I just gotta. St- I really don't want to because my head does say the Chiefs because I do think they're a slightly better team. Listen to your heart. <laughs> but I just have a sneaky feeling that. Is this what it's like watching me not pick the Patriots? Yeah, yeah. so painful. I, I, it could be worse. It think is about good. the other 49ers yeah. fan right now. God, be... yeah, terrible. Oh. Banging his head on the table. Yeah, oh, he's already injuries, he's injuries, injuries. He's already predicted a massive defeat by now. We're gonna get absolutely yeah. blown out. Uh, you're right. It's gonna be a really interesting game. It's gonna be a very tight game. I just I do think the 49ers will sneak it. So just, a yes, defense wins championships, but I think their running game's awesome. Agreed. Yeah, well, so that's we've fine. predicted another. We've predicted draw. another draw. It's very. It's not helpful when Gary's not here to be the, the fifth member of the panel. Uh, he would have given it to the Chiefs. Come on. He would have given it to the Chiefs. He definitely would. He. But it's going to be nice to watch the Super Bowl where my team's not in it. Frankly, look, I've got lots of experience in this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fun. But yeah, um, should we move on to the away from the Super Bowl? So uh, till, till next week at least. Yeah. Uh, so other news around the league. So the Pro Bowl this weekend. Does Who anyone cares? cares? No one cares. Was Was there anybody that you felt should get into the Pro Bowl that didn't make it in? Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't really been paying attention to it. I'll be honest. I've not. Really I thought this was one of the few seasons where all the players I thought should be named probably made it. And that's usually the only fun thing about the Pro Bowl is finding out which players are upset that they didn't get in. And they all got in. So, once again, Pro Bowl completely redundant. I don't know why they continue to have the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it's... I mean, the game's a bit of a farce now because no one wants to get injured, rightly so. No kickoffs, nothing. There's no kickoffs. I mean, the skills part of it is the most entertaining that's brilliant. part. And that's all they should do. It's a five-minute YouTube clip, though. Yeah. Um, Apart from the, the one, I think, last year with Trubisky trying to throw over the glass wall. Yeah. <laughs> I could watch that <laughs> if, it, if, it's a, if it was a genuine game and you had the best of the NFC versus the best of the AFC, that'd be great to watch. Yeah, but no but one's it, ever going to do that. It's not, it's not going to happen. So, like, it's pointless. I don't, see, I don't know why they bother. Why can't they just do, like, the long bomb contest? They did. I was watching earlier yeah. today. That was brilliant. Father Aikman. Yeah, yeah. I saw that video. Warren Moon. My, I, I work with an American guy who. who um, you work. Wow. Well, I turn up to Stop a building. I turn up to a building and talk to an American guy, and he was saying about the uh, the old long bomb competition and that you know they used to just 
They used to look forward to it. They used to, you know, go on each other's hands and just get smashed, watch the long bomb competition. Is anyone doing that for the Pro Bowl? If no. you're if you're if you are going around a mate's house for the Pro Bowl. With, with, a few, with a few friends getting smashed. I mean, you can have a great drinking game with all these. Not that we, you know, endorse drinking. <laughs> you do. <gasps> have a drink every time you think this used to be better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smashed right. in five What's minutes. What's the point of this? <laughs> Moving on from the Pro Bowl. A V controversy again this week. Uh Shouting at his girlfriend on video. It was yeah. also on Twitter. Were you here when I mentioned this? You might have just popped off. Uh, Florida police have put out a warrant for his arrest Oh, I as well. did hear that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, is this guy seriously going to be allowed back into the league? No. Uh, no. He's toxic now. Absolutely. He was toxic before. He, has, even more he to- has issues. He's done nothing to help himself. No, <laughs> no he has not. Wait, I think we've it. seen the last of a very talented player. This is a headline of... Noted dickhead acts like dickhead. <laughs> Surely, right? Noted dickhead continues to act like dickhead. Uh, I mean, moving on. Enough, from enough, if he'd done the previous stuff and then gone quiet for a year, yeah. he might have stood a chance. But now it's just no. gone on and on and on. It seems unlikely. Tom Brady. Uh, Where's he landing? Where's he going to go? Because he wants to keep playing. He doesn't want to be the 15th best paid quarterback. That is what he has come out and said. And you cannot Agreed. pay the 25th best quarterback like he's anything more than the 15th best hey, quarterback in the league. He, he could be the 16th best paid quarterback now. Look, he hasn't said he wants to be the 14th no, above, does he? No, he says he doesn't want to be the 15th, 15th best. As soon as Mahomes gets the next contract, he will be. The he cannot. <laughs> he cannot be and paid. Dad. He cannot be paid like a top 10 quarterback when he isn't a top 10 quarterback. You, I said last week, you can still win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady if you build the right team. But to build the right team, you can't be paying Tom Brady. But you've got to have an option there to replace him. And Jarrett Stidham isn't that person. Go and get Andy Dalton. Teddy Bridgewater. Or Teddy Bridgewater. Any any middle-tier quarterback can win with a well-built team and Bill Belichick. That is the key. Because if Brady stays, Belichick will go, and that is a bigger problem. They got to the playoffs with Brady and no receivers of Mm. any note. If they get some receivers, they could have have Dalton, Mariota. They could have... Not Peterman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> AJ, does not go to AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron. Mm. Um, you know, Duncan. They could have any of them. And Do you know one that hasn't been said that intrigues me a little bit? There was some talk this week of Brady landing in Las Vegas. I've heard this as Because well. John Gruden wants an older quarterback. Yeah. And in return, the Patriots would take Derek Carr. Now, I've I think Derek Carr, coached off. by Bill Welles, yeah, I would I've, take that Yeah, tomorrow. I have heard that John Gruden doesn't want Derek Carr. That's no, he doesn't. He doesn't want him. He doesn't want him at all, and he's done with him. I could see them drafting a young quarterback, having Tom Brady in there for a year or so, because, you know, okay, they don't need to sell tickets. They will sell tickets. But Tom Brady, but still, going into a new stadium, that will get tickets sold. I would take Derek Carr tomorrow, because I think with Bill Belichick coaching him, he is good enough to yeah. get you into the playoffs. Bullshit, Derek Carr. Thank you. I mean... If if I was Brady, I'd I'd want to go to the Colts, which is just the best line in the league. Colts would be a good landing spot for him. That would be a very very good, and and also perhaps while he's going there, we could have a word with Andrew Luck and see if he come back and play for yeah. us. That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, there, here's one for John. Uh, Jason Garrett going to be playing uh, as the not the guy sat here <laughs> in a Giants t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, but you don't get quite so wound up about it. <laughs> All right, as so I've just got wound up about it <laughs> for the Farrow <laughs> brothers. How do you how do you measure this with your tiny cup? Well, why don't you ask John first? Right, well, <laughs> Jason Garrett's going to be calling your offensive plays. What do you think? It's uh, I'm looking forward to a lot of uh, 
three yard runs. Three yards runs and. Uh, well, no. Is this just a case of getting the most experienced coach available who knows your division and can help a new coach who's never been a, an actual coordinator? Yeah. To yeah. get his feet in the NFL. No, I, I, they're, um, then I think next is it. Hire him as an assistant head coach, not as a coordinator. Then I couldn't agree more. It's a very bizarre thing to do. Paul, what do you think? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you think about the situation, or that's what you think about no, me? I, you know, I, I think it's. Do you know what? It's one of those things where. I think people are looking for people are looking to shit on the Giants. It's fair. People are looking to shit on Jason Garrett. Also fair. This could be a lovely partnership of two people uh, covered uh, in shit. No, but <laughs> this is a team with a point to prove and a coach with a point to prove. The good thing is Garrett has come come from somewhere where he's had a good running back and a young quarterback. Yeah, the, the two things that the Giants have got a good quarterback, sorry, not a good quarterback, a good running back and a young quarterback. Yeah, people call them good. Yeah. I, I I think it's good for the the new coach Joe Judge, whatever his name is. Joe Judge. Yeah. It's good. It's useful John for him Judge. to have Judge. a Judge. experienced Judge head. Judge Dredd. <laughs> he <laughs> is the worst. <laughs> it probably is going to be quite freeing for Jason Garrett to not have Jerry Jones um, interfering uh, with He's it. Justin with Jason Garrett's been interfered with by Jerry Jones. I'm I'm saying because he will sue you. I'm suggesting his coaching had, may have been. Okay. Um, you know, so it might be quite freeing to have uh, free reign, which he probably didn't have at Dallas. No, that's true. After um, last week's show, uh, Luke Keekley retired as I was on my way home. Yeah. This, he is 28 years old. He has had, by my count, eight concussions. Now, I have been told off for not supporting players for self-reporting, not being particularly supportive of the fat players looking after their own health rather than playing the game. Luke Keekley needed to get out. Yeah, He should have quit two years ago when they took him off the field and he looked ready to cry and didn't know where he was. This guy has made the right call. Absolutely yeah. made the right call. He is a Hall of Fame linebacker who no longer needs to do this to himself. You're right. Brilliant yeah. player. He has made the right call. He's, I'm gutted for him. I'm gutted for the Panthers fans because they absolutely adore him. He's an amazing player. Defensive rookie, in his, obviously. In his rookie. Is he the guy that doesn't own a TV and like lives in a shed? Probably. I believe that's him. Uh, like, do you know what? If you ever watched the the All or Nothing of the, of the Panthers from from last yeah, year, yeah. there's just he just sits in front of a video screen and just analyzes yeah, analyzes yeah. games. And he, you know he's well known in the league for being that. Very, very, very intelligent linebacker just controls the defense. It's a massive gap for the Panthers to fill. Huge. It's going to be a problem. He has already said he wants to have a position with the Panthers. He wants to work for Panthers for life. They should be tying him to whatever he deal should go he can straight get. Straight in as linebackers coach. Of course he should. Straight away. Just put him straight in there and, and let him teach the next generation of Luke Keekley's. Um But yeah, a defensive rookie of the year when he came out, and then the next year, defensive player of the year. What did you say? Eight pro, seven, eight pro as balls. As many pro balls as concussions. Yeah, exactly. He is a Hall of Famer uh, linebacker. Of course. I think this is one of those things. It's a bit like Gronk at the end of last season, where you just yeah. think, do you know what? You're done. You, you, nobody could argue you didn't give it your best shot. It's no, and he. It's good to. Obviously, the body is letting him down, and it's, it's good to call. go out before. Yeah. Before. Uh, but it, it did. Goes. It's always with him. It's looked like the next concussion is the last concussion. Yeah. Always with him. I was saying to Jim, um, if you probably if you go back to our preview shows, uh, you know, who would have thought that potentially our our defensive player of the year? We mentioned just how great Keekley was. We also mentioned how brilliant 
we were most effusive about Andrew Luck. Both of them aren't here now. Both of them because of, con- of injuries. Uh, w- way too young. It's it's a downside of the game, but it's, it's just a strange. It's very thing. much like you and your sporting career, isn't it? You were you were it was taken away from you. At it a very was. Young age. It was. I'm, I'm back playing fat lads football now, <laughs> but uh, it's not it's not the same. Now the next subject was highlighted for me by you, John. That was it. I believe so. Yes. Uh, Looks like the kind of thing you would highlight. It does. Uh, apparently, uh, Odell Beckham turned up on Pornhub this week, John. Well. I'm ama- I'm amazed the the 49 game 49ers game wasn't on Pornhub because that was a massive fucking <laughs> well done well done indeed thank you well done uh, uh, I didn't actually see the clip but I gather he slapped the ass he, of a police he spanked, officer he spanked a policeman it was a <laughs> <laughs> is this while he was handing out money at the uh, this is before um, but it was in the locker room and <laughs> totally just, just to confirm this is at the college yeah yeah finals what college finals just, being just take a second to this is about who turned up at a stadium <laughs> oh he slapped a policeman is this before he handed out money <laughs> just what a weekend <laughs> so LSU <laughs> because of the national championship assault a policeman and hand out money LSU beat Clemson handily enough in the uh, college football playoff final Joe Burrow was amazing. <laughs> and after the game, Beckham basically threw thousands of dollars worth of bills at the LSU players and anyone else who was within earshot. Yeah, isn't he being investigated for that? Well, yeah. and so are the players because technically they're not allowed to take money, money off anyone, well, which is the, insane. The, the ones who are leaving college are. That's, yeah. that's not a problem, but the, the juniors and the, the freshmen who are staying in college aren't allowed to accept money from anyone. And I think Beckham's now also <laughs> being investigated the police for spanking an officer. <laughs> <laughs> if, you've seen, if you've seen the, the clip, the video which is genuinely up on Pornhub, it is, and it is. But as well, um, if you've not seen, what was it, the title of the video on Pornhub? I, I believe remember. it had a very snappy title. I can't remember. Uh, Don't pretend you haven't got it saved. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the it was on the WhatsApp group. So, uh, it, so you, it, whilst you look at that, yeah, I mentioned it on on Sunday. Again, Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski over Robert Sala. Oh man. What is that all about? I, I listened to an interview with uh, Florio and Tony Dungy today, actually. And Tony Dungy was talking about the, the Rooney rule and how that needs to be adapted. And he mentioned the idea of having not well teams not being able to kind of conduct their coaching search until the Super Bowl's finished. Because he said people are just hiring coaches too quickly and not giving it, not giving the search or due, due, the right due diligence. They're just... The, the owner latches onto someone they want. They bring them into the interview. They bring in a minority to kind of tick the box of the Rooney Rule, but they, they aren't actually searching. They're not conducting a proper search. Um, sorry, we just found the video. Yeah, There's John laughing search, at yeah. the Rooney Rule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John, would you like to tell us what the video is called? White cop likes his ass being spanked by big black man. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Back to the Rooney Rule. So that's, and, uh, Pornhub very yeah, inclusive, exactly. by the way. <laughs> And you think, and the Brown, the Browns are one team that just l- l- lurch from one coach to another so so quickly in the bid to get the you know the best man. They just spent some time and just waited. Maybe they could have a better coach. Maybe they conducted a proper search. Or they could have a better coach. So you're forgetting one very important variable of this. What team is this? The Browns. No, they, yeah, no, they, other, there you other, go. Other teams did it though. I mean, the only team that proper, probably properly waited and thought about it were the Panthers, and they took their time in, in getting Matt Rule. When they figured out they wanted him, they went quickly and got him before he went to the Giants. But you think about it, we're in, we're in a position now where every team has every team now has a head coach, and we haven't played the Super Bowl yet. And probably two of the best coordinators in Robert Sala and Eric Bieniemy 
they're going to be coordinators again next year. That's great for 49ers, don't get me wrong. But I just I kind of think there needs to be something adjusted there to make it fairer, I guess. But, ha- you know, have coaches do proper searches. Or, or, sorry, not have owners do proper searches. Do we go back to uh, uh, franchises being run properly? Yeah, and that's fair. These franchises all suck, including my own. Uh, well, yeah, not my own. My, I, I, my I, I think it, there is something there. There is legs in the idea that no coaching changes can be declared official until so, after the Super Bowl. I forgot the best fact about the Chiefs' offensive coordinator. Go on. Do you know what his nickname was <laughs> when he was a player? No, sleeping with, sleeping with the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that alone, he should be a head coach. Yes. That is the second nice. best nickname of all time after uh, football player Fitz Hall. One size. One size. <laughs> that is yeah. my favourite. But yes, sleeping with, that is that is very, very good. I've seen him. He's a big lad. I guess he was sleeping with anyone within vicinity. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, unless anyone has anything to add, we'll, we'll uh, call it a day here. Did we look at Pro Bowl snobs? We did. Well, we, we looked and decided there weren't many that were actually blatant this year. We, Dar- Darren Waller. Did he not make it? No. Wow. That is a snub. Mm. Dak Prescott. That's not a snub. He, ta- he tailed off badly. He tailed off badly. But I'm glad but you've come to the party 20 minutes after we went through that section. Huh? Were you doing your, quote, research? research. <laughs> it's, it's the Pro Bowl next week, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting in there in advance. Cause you can be the official Pro Bowl analyst for next week, if you like. Because it won't matter what you say, no well, one will have watched it. So I'm just going to say, second in the NFL in passing yards. Who was? Dak Prescott. Go on. But, but Winston was first. So it's been lovely talking to you all this week. I look forward to next week. Well, next week, uh, it's uh, season recap. And we're going to do something to celebrate the end of the decade. Um, but until then, it's uh, it's been lovely having you. Uh, we're, of course, on social media. At <laughs> what the <laughs> earth was that? <laughs> is that how you end dates with women? It Griff, is can, not. Griff, <laughs> Griff, can you start writing the end of the end of? I stopped writing it because well. I thought it was nice for John to free flow it, but I suspect yeah, I'll go back to now. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you, uh, chose, course, you chose badly. <laughs> <laughs> We're on Twitter at the Snap UK. We're on uh, Instagram at the Snap UK. We're on the Facebook at the Snap UK podcast. We also have, have our website, Jim, which is www.thesnappodcast.com. Um, uh, but until then, until next week, we'll uh, have a good week. We'll see you then. Bye.